Hello, I'm Martin. And I'm Angelina. And this is the CX Cast. We are here at CX EMEA in London, UK. I came across the pond. I'm here in person with my counterpart, Martin Gill. Martin, you've been running the show. What is the show? What is CX EMEA? Yeah, in the same room. That's certainly <laughs> never happened before. CX EMEA is our flagship customer experience event for EMEA. You probably could have worked that out from the title, but it's two days in London at the O2 Intercontinental Hotel, and we are showcasing, well, actually, no, this year it's all about alignment. So our theme is bold focus, and bold focus for us means getting alignment in your organization. And we have, there's like three big beats of the story. Deeply empathize with your customers to understand what their needs are. Design sustainable solutions that drive value for your customers, that exceed their expectations. And number three, ensure that that drives business growth. So pick the solutions that benefit your customers and benefit your business. That's it in a one, two, three. And we've had Lloyds Banking Group, we've had Majid Al-Fatame, we've had HSBC, all talking on the main stage about what that means to them. What I like about those in particular is we've had conversations over the years with them. We've been following their journey. So it isn't just that we got them to fly in and give a brief conversation. We got to see how their CX management has matured. It's pretty cool stuff. So Martin, we had this little idea. You want to tell us why we're actually recording right now? Yeah. So our producer, Julia, has been our roving reporter for the day. She's been walking around the audience, finding people to talk to. Well, actually, no, why don't you tell us what you've been doing? This is so exciting. This is my first time making an appearance on the show. Um, yeah, I've been running around talking to Forrester analysts and also clients and talking to the analysts about what they have presented, what they think the key takeaways are for our audience, and then talking to clients about what they've enjoyed about the event and what they've gathered and like what they've learned from the event, and also talking to the ones who have given presentations themselves and asking more about those presentations and why they think what they were talking about is important. So let's hear what a few of them have to say. My name is Jacob Morgan. I'm one of the analysts here at Forrester. And part of my role is in the digital business and strategy team, as well as the financial services team. And, you know, we were really proud to launch a piece of research earlier this week that looks at the top 10 emerging technologies within digital business. And I'm actually yet to present that at uh, the conference, uh, but I've already packed out the front row because I had an executive exchange table yesterday that were talking very much around their issues with emerging technology. Some of it is indeed finding the skills gaps and the skills that you need to support that emerging technology. But it's really great to understand firsthand from clients what their issues are in the field as they're trying to evaluate and trying to overcome some of the genuine challenges they have of understanding what to do with ChatGPT or what to do with uh, low-code capabilities or what the metaverse means to them. And I think one of the great things for me is the, the interlinking we have at the conference where you know we have people talking about ethical evaluation and product design which needs to feed into the evaluation you have around emerging technology people like Dan talking about how to plug those skills gaps and identify those those required skills and again that's often an outcome from the, the issues you have around emerging technology and a lot of people look to differentiate with emerging tech but 
it's very, very hard to do. And it's quite easy to even, you know, destroy the value of an emerging technology by creating a poor customer experience if you're not careful in how you think through systematically what the impact is and uh, what it then means for customers. Sure, so I'm Dan Bieler, an analyst at Forrester, and I'm part of the digital business and strategy team. And I presented on the issue of how to plug digital skill gaps. So it was a very hands-on session where about um, 15 people came together to discuss their particular challenges as far as digital skills are concerned. So you know, what are the skill gaps they have? And then we moved very quickly into the issue of how to plug them, how to um, find ways to build um, the employer branding, how to address employee experience. And then also, of course, to look at issues such as, you know, where are the right skills in the European context and how should you go about addressing cultural issues, um, organizational issues, management-related issues to, to overcome the skill gaps that you have. And one of the main findings was that there's no simple answer. It depends very much on the kind of skill that you're looking for. Is it a soft skill? Is it a technical skill? It depends on the company type, the sector, the size and the specific business requirements. But overall, the realization is there that it's actually an interesting time to look for new type of talent. And also the collaboration element came out quite strongly that there is not one type of person who fits all the right boxes, so to speak. So the collaboration component is a very important one to, to plug the digital skill gaps. So my name is Liz Lunier and I handle analyst relations at Capgemini for a variety of topics and I happen to be based in Paris, France, but as you can hear by my accent, I'm an American. So I'm over today in London from Paris. So tell us a little bit about your thoughts on the event. Did you enjoy it? Did you have a good time? Oh my God, it has been a fantastic opportunity to meet with other CX experts and hear stories of the analysts and the clients and the sponsors in person. It's always, always much more impactful to see and experience things in person and make those human connections. And what are the key takeaways from this event? Well, for me, I think that my key takeaway is around the importance of being able to articulate the ROI of CX. Being able to simply put a monetary value helps sell the CX function within an organization and it furthers our ability to really be able to do more from a CX perspective. I look forward to working with analyst Judy Weider further on the topic. So, Angelina, as our resident culture expert, what is the culture like at CXMEA? How are you finding it? You know, it's a really warm and friendly vibe and everyone is all about making connections. So I came to represent our employee experience research. I am the only one from my team here. I've been presenting on culture and we've been making connections between customer experience and employee experience. It's been really exciting to see how examples resonate across sectors, across industries. Everyone is trying to understand where to start we're to make very specific targeted EX or culture changes. And we're going back to the basics of understand your shared purpose, understand how that shared purpose is rooted in delivering great customer experiences, and then pick a specific behavior you wanna change across the organization, whether it's front lines or back office, and make that meaningful to everyone. And that message has really resonated. And I'm actually getting a lot of great ideas from utilities, from banks, from retail about what that means to them, whether it means making it easier for the customer 
and everyone working to make it easier for each other as well internally or it might mean building trust, building trust with different customers and building trust with each other. So those connections between CX and EX have been chef's kiss. <laughs> so I'm here with Phil Bonhard from Lloyd's Banking Group. Phil, tell me a bit about the talk you gave today. So my talk was about why in, an, in a time when customer experience is recognized as being hugely important to any company, really, it is still so difficult to actually deliver great customer experiences. And I gave an example of how a e-commerce website had a bit of a rubbish experience and explained what the underlying factors are. The key things that I want people to take away is the understanding that it's not an IT problem. It's not something that you can just buy and make go away. It's a question between organizational silos bad goal setting and egos. So organizational silos, we treat each other as stakeholders when technically we're all in the same boat and we should be all rowing in the same direction. So rather than treating each other as stakeholders, we should treat each other as team members who are all trying to achieve the same thing. So that's the organizational silos. When it comes to bad goal setting, it's because we treat each other as stakeholders, we often have conflicting goals. And we, we're not even aware of it because we don't know what each other's goals are. That's the other thing that I think people need to really look at. What's my goal as a person, as a department, versus everybody else? I shouldn't even use the word versus because that's very antagonistic. I should understand what is it in relation to others and how can we make sure that they complement each other nicely. And then finally, we need to understand that we're all human. We have personal goals that might not align with a company or a departmental goal, and that's okay. They don't have to personally align. Just because I need to be at home at four o'clock to pick up my kids from school doesn't necessarily mean that that aligns with a 12-hour working day. But recognizing that helps us balance those two things. So, Enza, tell me a little bit about the talks that you gave yesterday. Yes, so yesterday I gave two different talks. One was a panel discussion on chat, GPT and generative AI and it was very interesting. We have different perspectives. Mike Poole was there as well from his CMO marketing angle and I did a little bit more on the risk side and there is a lot of regulation coming out from Europe and from other parts of the world as well. And also privacy. Privacy regulators are moving to really try and understand more about the personal information that this kind of technology processes. And so it was, it was very interesting. Is that topic of the day? So everybody was absolutely excited. And then in the afternoon, I gave my presentation of the age of cookie-less marketing. As we know, third-party cookies are going to go away at some point next year. And many of our clients are asking how we're going to do all the things that we do for marketing without cookies. I think measurements is definitely one of the topics that our clients asked about, as well as targeting and retargeting and some other activities as well. So it's interesting. It's definitely an important topic for many organizations and an important change that requires different approach around data collection, different ways of matching data and different way of reaching that data. So a lot of work to do there. And if you had to summarize the most important takeaway from each of your talks, what would those be? On the uh, chat GPT discussion, I think there is a lot going on. I learned that many of our clients are already experimenting with it. But I think really is also the time to start to think about governance and start to think about how do I mitigate for things that can go wrong. So I think my main takeaway there is really try to start developing a little bit of a risk assessment 
in terms of which data I'm putting into these technology we know of major issues already, IP that went there wrongly, personal data that went there wrongly. And so really start to think about the risk side, not just the excitement and the opportunities, which definitely are there, but really start to think about risk and how do I measure the risk and how do I uh, gonna mitigate that, that risk moving forward. And for cookie-less marketing, there is a lot that technology can do. We talk about it at clean rooms, but there are a number of things. And artificial intelligence too uh, comes to the rescue um, here in the age of cookie-less marketing. But really my big takeaway there was to all the CX and marketing professionals that are thinking about doing business without cookies, this is the time to go and involve your privacy teams. Cookies taught us that, you know, the decision that individuals make on their personal information is not necessarily always saying yes, actually they say no pretty often and things can go wrong also with regulators. So as you are thinking about how do you move forward without cookies, I think it's important to really involve privacy now, trying to understand some of the risk, but try to understand how do I make sure that I'm doing the right thing, that I am setting up foundation, that actually take into account privacy, that take into account choice and really build a strong privacy preserving foundation for the future of your marketing. Uh, my name is Sosha. I work at Shell as a customer experience designer. So um, yeah, I was one of the designers in the room. I work for the B2C part and actually map customer journey, search blueprints and uh, that kind of stuff. I live in the Netherlands, in Amsterdam, uh, and that's where I normally work as well. That's a bit about me. Uh, I'm Philippa uh, and I work at Shell as well um, in the B2B side of the business. I'm working on a program called Customer Back, so quite relevant with CX, and my responsibilities are around business process design. So quite a strong link with the supporting customer journeys um, to make sure we get the right customer experience. And so what did you both enjoy about the event? What did you like the most? Well, multiple things actually. So I really liked the inspirational presentations to, uh, yeah, at the main stage, especially today from uh, the woman from HSBC, because it was really recognizable with, uh, with challenges challenges we have in uh, within Shell. And I actually also really like to meet people face to face, my colleagues here, and talk about yeah, talk with them about uh, customer experience and all the challenges we have, and meet all the other people. So similar, I'd say, um, you know, in terms of the keynotes, then um, I really felt that the HSBC resonated as a global company. Quite a few challenges, but the 70-20-10 in terms of the commonality, I thought was good to try and follow that when we look at the commonalities we've got within Shell and then look at variations and then localizations so that we uh, we get the best synergies possible. I, I think also, as Shusha said, We've actually had a chance as Shell colleagues to speak to each other. So there are some of us who work in the same team, but we've had more time together talking to each other and exploring a little bit of the reflections from some of the um, the talks and how that applies within our organisation, which is really helpful because you tend not to have the time during a working day, as well as meeting Shusha for the first time. So um, some cross-pollination from a B2C and B2B perspective. Amazing. And what would be one main key takeaway that you got from this event, something that really resonated with you? 
And so I think one that really resonated with me is um, there was one of the breakout sessions where we were talking about the correlation between uh, customer experience and employee experience and where I've got my responsibility on, on business process design. There's uh, a heavy part of that is what employee experience are we giving? So I like the fact that there was a discussion there about the causal link between a good employee experience uh, can then provide a really good customer experience. And then on the contrary, that if you don't have a good um, employee experience or a good customer experience, they tend to drag each other down. So um, it just reinforced, I think, for me, some of the importance around good business process design, which makes it simple from a customer perspective, as well as then uh, more motivating from an employee experience point of view to feel like what you're doing is effective and really supporting the good customer experience as well. One of the sessions that I really liked was Judy did it. It was really about building customer experience together. Also the other colleagues who are maybe uh, not within the customer experience team, but are really part of it as well. Because in the end, actually one of my colleagues said like, the customer should be in the, in the center. We heard it as well in, uh, in one of the presentations about the heartbeat. And we were also talking about then the words you choose to make it easier for other colleagues to understand customer experience, to apply it in their own job. And that also all came together actually in Judy, uh, Judy her session about building it together. How can you make it easy for your colleagues that they build with you? And I think we can, yeah, I learned a lot about that. Mm. You know, part of the overall umbrella of the tagline around alignment, and that's where you've got the customer journeys really help to build that alignment, the common language. Which, even though we've, I mean, we've reflected in Shell saying we we need a common language. Sometimes we say the same thing but mean different things, or sometimes we say different things but mean the same thing. So building that common language and alignment is really important. Not just about delivering the customer experience, but it's also about the culture and the motivation within the organisation as well. So. I thought it was a nice wrapper around the workshops this week was uh, around the alignment piece. Well, that flew by. We're wrapping up the second day already. I can't believe we're at the end. Multiple workshops, talk tracks, hearing all these clients make connections across things. I mean, Martin, what did we even cover? I, my brain is spinning. Well, I took the, the popular things were ChatGPT, Generative AI, MPS, everyone loves talking about MPS. We've done a Journey Atlas Workshop, Classic. which is over-demanded. Over so, is that a word? Yeah, sure. Now. Uh, so yeah, ton, tons and tons of stuff. We will be back here June next year at the O2. We do this in Nashville. We do this in APAC. We do this around the world. We'll try and do this again, right? It's been I fun. hope I'm invited back. Oh yeah, anytime, anytime. <laughs> so thank you to Julia for doing the runaround. Thank you to Angelina for flying 3,000 miles. Thank you to me for traveling 10 miles. <laughs> and thank you to producers Ellie and Julia, without whom none of this would happen. If you want to get in touch, email us at cxcast at forrester.com. Message us on Twitter at cx underscore cast. And as always, you can find us at www.thecxcast.com or on your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to like and subscribe and tune in next time for more CX Insights.